0: And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari.
1: Who's that strange-looking man, Bungie? That's Carl.
2: I'm a him at the
1: you man. Something?
0: sam sweetheart
1: i don't know what to do rabbi every night he listens to the radio i can't keep him away the
3: lone ranger uh, the shadow the masked avenger
4: uh, this is not good it tends to induce bad values false dreams lazy habits
0: want to hear the most annoying sound in the world <laughs> guys 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 fellas think we could listen to the radio or something
5: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a terrifying sci-fi story by Ray Bradbury on X-1 from 1955, But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular sad songs and provide a statement about each song. My job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home and a pizza's on the line. You got it. You up
6: for the challenge? Yes. All right, here's the first. Getting them all right. Okay, go for it.
5: Yeah, I'm getting them right. Do it. Yeah.
6: Song. It's How Very to Save I I mean, I, cho- I chose great them, song. so they're all great. This is How to Save a Life by The Fray, released in 2006 from their debut album of the same
3: name. I wonder if people
5: used to say, hey, let's throw them in the fray.
6: What? <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> what? I don't know. Isn't that
5: something? Throw, throw them in the fray.
6: I've never heard of that.
5: I haven't either. Okay. So
6: (laughs) I must have missed that day. What's the statement? Okay. How to Save a Life appeared on the second season of The Good Doctor. Real or ridiculous? Real.
3: Let's listen. We're going to give you your anesthetic now. Find the penny. Pick it up. I'm sorry, but we have to start.
1: Pick Pick it up. Is it? This is Grey's
3: Anatomy.
6: I'm oh, sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. They, they Grey's Anatomy. That was a good was. show, right? <laughs> I never
5: watched it, but.
6: I watched some of it.
5: Wasn't Katherine Heigl on Grey's Anatomy? Yes, she was. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, was so I got it wrong. <laughs>
6: You did. It's a good I way to start. Hope, out. I actually
5: hope I get them all wrong. I do too. I just want to buy you a pizza. I'm so well, sick of I this. Well, I think it's time. Yeah, I just buy I, you a pizza. Who bought the last I'll pizza splurge. around here? I will splurge.
6: Who who bought the you last did. pizza? You did. Okay. Okay. Here's the next song.
5: Give you the kudos. In the arms of the angel. This is way too sad. I can't handle this much sadness.
6: Agreed. You'll be so happy when it's over.
5: I'm like. Bummed out.
6: This can't is uh, "Angel" by play Sarah McLachlan. This is from her album "Surfacing," released in 1998.
5: puts oh, me in a bad mood. This is
6: about the death of a musician. She knew.
5: Yeah, I can't handle this. This is way too sad.
6: Okay, are you ready for a statement then?
5: Yeah, I hope I get it wrong.
6: "Angel" yeah is used for the commercials for the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals real let's listen to the commercial
3: hi i'm sarah mclaughlin will you be an angel for a helpless animal every day innocent animals are abused beaten and neglected and they're crying out for
5: help i can't deal with like dogs being beaten it is correct
3: call the number on your screen i can't handle anything with like little kids or animals
5: yeah it's very you know that's why she's up there yeah. only
6: 60 So cents you got a day. it correct. Oh man, so there's I'm no right. Pizzas, but you could still buy a pizza on very No, hungry.
5: I'm not buying you a pizza okay. if I don't have to.
6: So sad. Okay, let's move on. We keep this love in a photograph
5: Who's this, Ed Sheeran?
6: It is. photograph from his second album. Who sings better, me or him? I can't comment on that one. You're very, like,
5: ambiguous when it comes to that question. Um, I ask you that question a lot. Well,
6: I don't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, is that what it but is? But in, in reality, Ed Sheeran Just is Just tell me. No, choice. Ed
5: Sheeran's better. Just Ed tell Sheeran. me. I can handle the truth. Well,
6: I didn't know if you could like, handle like, You it. know, like Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. I can handle okay, the truth. I'm I'm going to go with Ed Sheeran. Okay. Okay. Jeez, I don't want mean. to hurt your feelings. You're
5: so mean. No, say you <laughs> that to me.
6: <laughs> I was trying to spare you. I was being vague purposely. Gosh. All right. Here's your Ooh. statement. Listen carefully. That's you. Car- listen carefully. Ed Sheeran thought he wrote this song.
5: Thought he wrote this song?
6: Yes. Uh, a photograph. Uh-huh. On 6th Street in Denver, Colorado. Uh-huh. So he got a tattoo saying 6ST. Mm -hmm. he later learned the street was actually called 6th Avenue. Mm. Is that real or ridiculous? Real. It's real. Yeah. So he got the wrong tattoo. Eh, So Street Avenue, whatever. You can have it removed. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. So I'm right on that one, too? Right on that one, too. But there's another one to go.
5: Now I'll probably get this one right, too. No, you you get it wrong. You usually get
6: two out of four. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to vote for no. Okay. Okay.
5: Oh, these are sad songs.
6: That's sad songs. Gosh, I'm out bombed
5: out. I was in a good mood. Or don't play that on me.
6: You're
1: gonna catch a cold from the ice inside you, so
5: man.
6: don't come back for me.
5: Why do people write sad songs? I don't want to be a sad. a lot of
6: sadness in the world. Ugh. Jar of Hearts is the debut single by Christina Perry. It was released on iTunes in 2010. Okay. This was um, huge for her. Okay. All right, here's your statement. Her breakthrough came when Jar of Hearts was featured on a 2010 episode of American Idol before it was released. Real or ridiculous?
5: I'll say real.
6: Let's listen to it.
1: By All Star Catherine.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Billy.
5: That's America's Got Talent or something. So you think you can
6: dance. So it wasn't American Idol. So you got it wrong. And like usual, you got your regular two out of four.
5: Man, I am pretty regular, huh? You don't uh,
6: you? <laughs> that I don't need to Metamucil, know. Metamucil, <laughs> man.
5: Metamucil. That'll oh, good. that'll do it for keep guess, you regular.
6: Good. I'm glad to know that you've got a, you know, a pattern.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like
6: surprises.
5: I like to be regular, you know. Right. I don't want any surprises. Okay. You know.
6: I'll keep that in mind. Good. Um, well, all, right, all right. Thanks, Lisa. All right. Wolf. We won't do sad next week. We'll do yeah. happy.
5: All right, good. Okay. All right, thanks. When we come sure. back, My good pal, Ray Bradbury, wrote this story that we're about to hear on X-Minus-One. It's one of his most famous. It's terrifying. You're going to like it. Stick around.
0: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
1: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310.
5: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
0: Now back to the best in classic radio
5: on Hollywood 360. Join the Classic Radio Club. We'll send you 10 classic radio shows every month, and they will sound incredible. You pop it in your CD player, you'll be like, whoa, was this just recorded last week? Um, That's probably what you'd say, Lisa.
6: I say that all the time when I hear these shows. It's amazing that they've been recorded so many years ago, and yet we make them sound or mic or... You know, um, dog, dog can yeah. make them sound, you know, so superior.
5: Well, you know, it's really important to use a 16-inch transcription disc because you lift that that sound off that disc. That's where they came from; these discs from the 1940s and 50s. So everything that you get when you join the Classic Radio Club is directly taken from a master 16-inch transcription disc. Or, or the master tape. Like with Philco Radio Time, he recorded on tape. So we have those tapes. So you get the master source. It's incredible sound. You can get five CDs with 10 classic radio shows in a case, along with a 12-page historical booklet that is sent to you about every 30 days. You get a new one by being a Classic Radio Club member. You can also get those same shows via digital download sent right to your computer. And, um, yeah, it's really great. And you know what? The first month, it's only a buck. We just we charge you $1 because we want you to try it. You know, listen, our listeners are the most important thing to this radio show, so we want to make sure you're happy. So we, we did this for a dollar because we thought, you know what? We want the listeners to, if they don't like it, we don't want them, you know, we want them to feel like, okay, it only cost me a buck. But most people, like 99% of the people that get these collections sent to them, they love it, they continue to stay in the program, and that helps support the show. So if you want to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, just go to our website. We have a great website, classicradioclub.com. Sign up, or you can call and talk to a live operator that will sign you up. It's only a buck the first month. Try it. Get this collection it's 5 CDs, 10 shows plus a plus a uh, a little booklet in a case for a dollar plus uh 4.99 shipping and handling. You got to got to cover the shipping and handling. Just call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. We hope you'll join the classic radio club. All right, time for X minus 1. This was a terrific series, Lisa. Adult science fiction hit the airwaves with this series in 1955. Lasted until 1958. All the great sci-fi writers wrote for this series, including Ray Bradbury. We're about to hear his most famous story, Mars is Heaven. From May 8th, 1955, pretty terrifying story. Here's part one of X minus one.
2: Countdown for blastoff. X minus five, minus four, minus three, minus two, X minus one. Fire! Fire! the far horizons of the unknown come transcribed tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company presents X X, 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 minus minus, one. Tonight's story, Mars is Heaven. When the first space rocket lands on Mars, what will we find? Only the ruins of a dead and deserted planet? Or will there be life intelligent life in some strange form that we can only imagine will we be welcomed with open arms or will the martians treat us as invaders only one thing is certain someday a giant metal ship will take off from earth to travel through the black velocities the silent gulfs of space To descend at last into the darkness of the upper Martian atmospheres. And on that day, man will finally know the answers. The day we first land on Mars. Now hear this,
0: now hear this. Approaching critical deceleration. Fasten gravity suits. Stand by to land. There it is. We've intersected the course vector, sir. All right, Mr. Lustig. Over to manual control. Aye, sir. Masters, sound general quarters. Aye, sir. Mr. Lustig, what do you make of the terrain? There seems to be a heavy ground, Miss Captain. We won't be able to use the infrared lights. And we'll have to come in on radar. Isn't that a little risky, sir? Landing in the dark? I'd rather run the danger of a blind landing, lieutenant, than come in without the cover of darkness. Remember, we don't know what kind of reception is waiting for us down there. Airspeed 500. Altitude now 4,000. Bridge to engine room. Stand by for deceleration. Fire forward tubes one and three. Steady as she goes, Mr. Lustig. As she goes, sir. Airspeed 100. Altitude 1,000. Radar indicates a level stretch dead ahead, sir. Skids down. Skids check. Altitude 500. Four. 350. Three. Upper point now. All right. Let's set her down. <laughs> power. Masters, pipe battle stations. I sir. All secured, sir. Well, gentlemen, gentlemen, we're now on Mars, April 20th, 1987, 433 Greenwich time. Enter that in the log, masters. I sir. Well, gentlemen, it's less than two hours till dawn. As soon as it's light, we'll send out a landing party. Masters, get me an all-over hookup. set, Captain. Now, hear this. All right, men. The smoking lamp is lit. Well, we're on Mars. The first man shipped from Earth to land here. We don't know what we're going to find or what dangers that we may face. We're 17 men on an alien world. And it's up to us whether we ever get home again. The next Next few hours should tell the story. story. And I want want instant instant obedience to all commands. commands. I'll I'll court-martial the first first man who doesn't jump to when he's ordered. And one other thing. thing. We may be on on Mars, Mars, but this this is still a United United States States naval vessel. Officers will conduct a personal and weapons inspection in one hour. That's all. Inspection, Captain. Now? Mr. Lustig, we've got an hour and a half to sweat out before we find out what's outside that airlock. I'd rather have a man worried about his stripes than about what's waiting outside on Mars. Now I hear this. Landing party report to forward airlock. Captain Captain Black. Black... Lieutenant Lieutenant Hingston, Lieutenant Lieutenant Lustig, Lustig, and Dr. Horst Horst. report immediately immediately to forward forward airlock. It's now Now landing landing time minus minus five. five. Well, they're paging us. Uh, you ready, Dr. Horst?
4: Yes, Mr. Lustig.
0: As ready as I will ever be. Come on, let's get in the lock. Hingston, Lustig, and Horst reporting in the airlock. Very well, sir. The captain will join you. Four minutes to go. At least the captain would get here. What difference does it make? I just want to get it over with, that's all. Anybody got a cigarette? Yeah, I think you're smoking
4: too much, Lieutenant Lustig. Are you nervous? I offer for your horse. Wondering what's hidden outside underneath that ground mist? I've been giving it some thought. It'll be very interesting to find out a very unusual planet, Mars. Why? It has an atmosphere. A wonderful thing, an atmosphere. Where you find one, you, uh, find life. You mean Martians?
0: What do you think they'll look
4: like? Who knows? Intelligent life can take many forms. You mean they may have green skins and eyes on stalks or something? The comic book conception is possible, of course. Or they may have developed far beyond us. Perhaps they have a science that can produce weapons far more dangerous than our atomic missiles.
0: You think we may have to fight our way up?
4: After all, we are invaders. (laughs)
0: I hear this. Landing time minus two. All right, all right. We heard this. You know what I'd like to find outside that airlock? Good old Illinois. Ever been there, Lustig? Uh, only Chicago. Well, you ought to see my hometown. Green lawns, big white houses. <laughs> Sounds like my hometown. My grandmother used to have one of those iron deer on the lawn. Every Halloween we'd paint another color. One time we painted it black and white like a Holstein cow. Where does your family live, Doctor Horst? I have no
4: family. When I was a child, they were gassed to death in the Dachau concentration camp. Tough. No, oh, it has its advantages. I have no ties on Earth. Nothing to lose now. I imagine I'm the only one on board who is free to enjoy our present peculiar position.
0: All right, masters, you can button it up now. I see. I see. Well, gentlemen, check your sidearms. In one minute, we'll be the first men to set foot on Mars. Quite an honor, eh? As long as the medals are not rewarded posthumously.
4: Still uneasy, Dr. Horst? Captain Black, I've been uneasy ever since I can remember.
0: On Earth and on Mars. Well, 30 seconds. Give me the intercom phone, Leslie. Yes, sir. Masters? Aye, sir. Battle stations are to be manned till we return. If we're not back in two hours, I want no rescue party sent out. Blast off and save the ship. You understand? Aye, sir. All right. Five seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. Lustig, open the outer airlock. Aye, sir. Mm
5: hmm. And on that sound effect as we open the outer and, airlock and don't you
6: visualize that oh, while it's yeah. happening i can see it happening oh, yeah. and moving
5: i mean let me tell you this story is unbelievable it's so great ray bradbury this is this is his most famous story mars is heaven um and i got to work with ray bradbury and we became pals and uh, i mean i'll never forget he invited me over to his house i think it was like in beverly hills area invited me over to his house and He had so much memorabilia. He worked out of his basement. He had so much memorabilia in his basement. I remember going through it and being like, wow, very cool. Uh, And as I say, this is his most famous story. You will not want to miss the conclusion of this Mars Heaven episode, May 8th, 1955. We will get back to X-1 here on Hollywood 360 after this.
0: Two, four!
5: and now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. I ordered Mies uh, Meals. I got the chicken tacos with some cool, like...
6: Some kind of pineapple. It has pineapple in it, in and, it and
5: vegetables and, uh, and cranberries. Yeah. It looked great. It sounds good. What did good. you get from these Meals? Um,
6: I got a vegetable couscous. Of I course think.
5: you got a vegetable something. <gasps>
6: wait. Wait a minute.
5: Mike, what did you get, Bubble Bath? Something with shrimp in it. Shrimp uh-huh. and bread and... Yeah.
6: I have to look it up, but there were so many great choices. I know, I it was a lot decide. of choices.
5: Um, I, I, was, I was vacillating between... No, I think
6: I got a paella.
5: Oh, did you? Yeah, well, I got to tell you, last week I had like this steak with... Oh, it was so good. Steak with this... Um, you serve it over like, um, gr- like greens, but it had... It had the cranberries in it and all this stuff. It was it was unbelievable. And
6: the sauces are good. The sauces, I know. The seasonings are good. Well, and the quality of everything is oh, top yeah. notch.
5: Well, see, Mees Meals has it all figured out. They have chefs that create these incredible dinners that you would never make yourself. You would. Ne- I would never. I, I couldn't do. I it. would never make any of these things. And if you go to their website, Mees Meals, M E E Z Meals. You will see that they have something every week. It's like ten or twelve new items every week. Now, some of them they bring back. The favorites
6: come around, but you're
5: always getting new stuff. And it's not just the dinners. There's desserts. There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, we're talking decadent desserts. I mean, oh my goodness! But the food is amazing. It is all sent to you anywhere in the United States, pretty much everywhere in the United States. They will send you. It's all chopped and prepped and washed and ready to go. It gives you an index card that is a directional card that you can just follow and you will have this food cooked and on your table serving your family. In 20 minutes.
6: And it saves you a trip to the grocery store. Yeah. Um, And that age old question, what's for dinner? Yeah. It makes it really easy and really delicious at the same time.
5: And here's the thing. That's not a subscription plan. So you don't have to get something each week. You just, when you want to order, Mm -hmm. you order. When you don't want to order or if you're going out of town, you don't have to order every week. Right. It's not like that. You just go there, check it out. And you might say, hey, you know what? This is a good week to order some food. And they have a special offer for our listeners, 50% off for Hollywood 360 listeners, the very first time you order. So you can try Me's Meals at 50% off by using promo code CARL at checkout. CARL, that's my name.
6: That's you. CARL
5: at <laughs> checkout, 50% off. Go to Me'sMeals.com, M E. E E Z meals.com. Just check out all the great food they have there. They have a terrific website and they take great pictures of all the food And it is
6: delicious. And it gives you a little background about Me's Meals and their story and how they get started and why they get started. And it gives you uh, some insight into the company.
5: Yeah, don't forget. Use promo code CARL at checkout. Save 50% off your first order. All right, we're listening to Mars is Heaven, a terrific episode starring Wendell Holmes and a lot of other great actors. Here's the conclusion to X minus 1.
1: It's fresh air.
0: Let's go. All right, now, take it easy. It's too dark to move fast. Quiet, isn't it? Not even a wind. Can't see anything from this ground this time. We don't know what's out here. All right, come on. What the... Captain, I can swear that... That sounds like a rooster.
4: I don't hear it anymore. Very homely but unlikely
0: sound. A rooster crowing on Mars. Higston, Aye, Hi, sir. Set that machine gun 25 yards to the flank. We'll stay here till the ground mist lifts. Aye, sir. What do you make of the ground, Horst? Grass. Plain grass. You
4: can see some large foliage there with the mists thinned down. What
0: the... Hingston, hold your fire, you fool! I hit it, Captain! What? Some kind of wild animal. I hit it. I could see the tracers, but it's still standing. Come on, Horst. Doctor, where are you? Up ahead, admiring the wild animal. Careful, Horst. Wait for us. Don't worry, Captain. (laughs) It's an iron deer, a
4: lawn ornament. Well, that's impossible. It's hollow. Interesting, isn't it? A whitewashed Victorian iron deer sitting on a lawn in the middle of Mars. I don't understand. Look around. The mist's lifting.
0: Hey, Captain, look there. It's a house, a regular old-fashioned house. But, sir, on Mars... Good Lord. I haven't seen carved scrolls and gingerbread like that in years. Look at that port swing. The geraniums. There! I told you it was a rooster, Captain. Give me the glasses, Lustig. I want to take a look through that front window. Well, there's an upright piano. Some sheet music on it. Lustig, it's... It's beautiful Ohio. Oh, it can't be, sir. Horst... Horst, do you think that civilization of two planets could be identical? I don't know. That specific variety of geraniums is only 50 years old on Earth. Is it logical that they should develop in Mars? How about that port swing and the piano and and beautiful Ohio? Why, it's it's impossible. Captain Black, this looks like the town I was born in. Well, it, it looks like my hometown, too. I thought of something, sir. It's the only solution. Maybe, maybe we're not the first ship to reach Mars from Earth. Don't be ridiculous, Lustig. Oh, how else can you explain it? Uh, suppose some scientists got together. They, they, they invented some spaceship and, and planted a colony here. That's the only answer. That's impossible, Lustig. Been space travel, it couldn't be secret. Do you have any idea what ships cost, what industrial power is needed? No, there's got to be some logical reason. I think perhaps we might find out, Captain. The light
4: just went on in that house.
0: Kingston, cover that door with a machine gun. Aye, sir. All right, come on, horse. We're going to ring that doorbell... There's got to be a scientific answer to all this.
4: And there's something moving in there. Stand back, Horst. Give me a clear shot. Are you sure a bullet can
0: stop a Martian? Steady now.
1: Can I help you?
0: I, will we...
1: If you're selling anything, it's much to earn it.
0: No, 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 wait just a minute. What, what town is this?
1: What do you mean? Are you census takers?
0: No, no, we're
4: strangers here. We want to know how this town got here.
1: Is this a game? No,
4: no, it's not a game.
0: We're from Earth.
1: From where?
0: From Earth.
1: Do you mean out of the ground? Are you sure you're feeling well?
0: Madam, we came in a flying ship across space. We're from the third planet Earth. This is Mars. Now do you understand Mars?
1: You go away now, you hear? I'll call my husband from upstairs and he'll chase you. Go on. But
0: this is
4: Mars, isn't it?
1: This is Green Lake, Wisconsin in the United States of America. Bounded on the east by the Atlantic and on the west by the Pacific. Now go away. Goodbye.
6: Horst,
0: do you suppose it's really possible? I've got to find out more about this.
1: I told you I'd call my husband. Now you go away.
0: You've got to tell me one thing first. What year is this?
1: Year? 1928, of course. For goodness sake.
0: You hear that, Horst? And we know it's 1987. And we know this is Mars. Horst is it possible that we got fouled up, mate. Made some tremendous blunder, circled around and landed back on Earth.
4: In 1928?
0: Well, maybe some switch in time or dimension. Could we have shifted somehow, gone gone backward in time? Oh, Horst, this won't hold water. It's, it's not logical. We've, we, we checked every mile. We went past the moon out into space. We're, we're on Mars. Lustig, out at point. Hinkston in the rear. Keep that gun at half load. I sir. Horst, there, there's got to be some cold, logical solution. Captain! What? That, that, that house down the street, the white one with the green shutters. Lustig, what's the matter? I never thought of, I never thought of Thank God! Lustig! Lustig, come back here! He's running for that house. That crazy fool, after him quick! Lustig, stop! Come down off of that porch! up! Samba! Samba! Lustig, what the devil do you think you're doing? Albert! Grandma, Grandpa, it is you. Lastic, what is going on here?
1: Albert, it's it's been so many years. How you've grown, boy. It's so
0: good to see you. Lieutenant Lastic! Captain, uh, Grandma, I want you to meet my friends. This is Captain Black. Captain, I want you to meet my grandfather. Howdy. Any friend of Albert's is a friend of ours. How long have you been here, Grandma?
1: Oh, a good many years, ever since we died.
0: Ever since you what? Oh, yes, sir. They've been dead 30 years.
1: What? Oh, now, don't you trouble yourself. It's all right. We're alive again, that's all. You mean to tell me that Mars is
0: heaven? Oh, nonsense, no. All we know is here we're alive again. And who are we to question God's infinite ways? Well, I... Lustig, we're going back to the ship. But <laughs> Captain, I, I want to talk to my grandpa. Lieutenant Lustig, I don't like any part of this. You'll come back with us if I have to club you and carry you. I see. Now let's go! Heaven only knows what they've run up against back at the ship. Ownership. Looks like we're being welcomed with a celebration, Captain. Celebration? We've abandoned ship. Every port is open. No guard set. You! You, masters! Hiya, Captain. Meet my old dad. Dad, that's Captain Black. He's not a bad guy for an order. Higston. Uh, What's it? Bring that band back. Use force if you have to. Hiya. Oh, excuse me, sir. There's my Uncle George. Higston. I'll be right back, Captain Uncle George. Uncle George. What the devil is Don't going on here? Don't understand, They've all found friends and relatives. They're, they're all here. You're right, Captain. I've found it. The whole crew is out in the crowd. But I gave orders. Government orders. You don't understand, Captain. I understand mutiny. I don't care how many relatives show up. I'll have discipline. John, Johnny, what? Johnny, you old son of a gun! It's you, Edward. Yes. It can't be. Oh, of course it is, Johnny. Johnny, you old Doctor Horst, this is my brother, Edward. How do you do? Hello, sir. It's wonderful to to see you, Edward. <laughs> Look, I've I've got to get back to my ship. Oh, Johnny, wait! I almost forgot. Mom's waiting at home. Mom? Yeah, and Dad too. Mom and Dad are alive? Then, then you're real, Ed. Well, of course. Don't I feel real? How's <laughs> that, <laughs> <I'm sad>, huh? <laughs> Why, Ed? Ed.
4: We we've, but... we've got lunch for you, Johnny. Mom's making corn fritters.
0: Doctor Horst, haven't you found anybody? Oh no, Captain, I have nobody. Well, then you come on home with me, right, Ed? Why? Sure. Horst, Horst, you wouldn't believe it, but it's been thirty-five years since I had Mom's corn fritters. <laughs> By George, thirty-five years.
1: in the kitchen, so don't hold back, Johnny. You too, Dr.
0: Horst. Well, Johnny, you're still in the Navy, eh? Well, that's right, Dad. I'm in command of the ship. We're an old Navy family, Dr. Horst. All three of our boys in the service. Yeah, Ed was the best pilot in the Pacific, too. So... what did happen, Ed?
4: <laughs> What's the difference? I'm here now.
0: Yeah, but...
1: You know, it's almost perfect. All we're missing is your brother, Will. Then the whole family could be together. Well,
0: it won't be long, Mom. Will's in charge of the XR-54. Next rocket coming out to Mars. Aww. Well, little Will. When does he leave, Johnny? Well, the takeoff's scheduled for September, but uh-huh. it depends on what we report. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's no question about that now, huh? <laughs> no. Christmas together again. That'll be something. Sure yes. will, yes, sir. Well, uh, this calls for a celebration. How about a little of the old dandelion
4: wine, eh, Johnny? <laughs> now,
1: Father, don't you go giving Johnny too much wine. <laughs> oh,
4: he's a
0: big boy now, Mother. Well, sir, isn't everything just fine? Just burning. <laughs> oh, I'll be
3: melancholy. <laughs> <here
0: to. laughs> I right, play that one again. Will you? Ed? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Doctor Horst, what are you doing sitting over here alone? What do you think of my little family?
4: Very nice.
1: You know, I can't understand why you didn't find any folks here, Doctor Horst. It's just a shame everybody else is so happy. Well, I never remembered my family, Mrs. Black.
4: All I know is they were gassed at Dachau during the Second World War. When I was liberated, I was in delirium three months. I cannot remember anything before then. A psychiatric phenomena. Well,
1: that's terrible. Isn't there anything anybody can do?
4: I don't want to remember. I have not had a pleasant life. I prefer to be free of emotional entanglements. They interfere with a
1: scientific approach. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Oh. Horst. Well, oh, I'll get it. That's our ring. Long and three shorts. I remember that. Well, maybe we'd better call it a night. You must be getting tired, Johnny. I'd better be going back to the ship. Nonsense. You stay the night. Uh, we sit. I just couldn't rest thinking of you all alone on that ship. I, I'll be all right. Well, good night. Oh, wait a minute, Dr. Horst. That phone message was for you. Me? Yes, that's right. Uh, a message from Anna. Anna? I don't... Well, there. She must be an old friend. Isn't that nice? Uh, I don't... You're sure it was for me?
4: I don't remember any, Anna. Well, she asked if you were better.
1: Perhaps she's someone who knew you at Dachau.
0: Anna? She said she's coming over here first thing in the morning. So you have to stay over. Yes, well, but... that D- settles it, then. You stay here, Horst. You can bunk with me in my old room. Yeah, but, Johnny, we thought you'd like to be with Edward.
1: So you could talk the way you used to. Well, we can't put
0: Dr. Horst on the daybed. I think we'd better share the room tonight. Be plenty of time for talking, Ed.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I guess so.
0: Yeah, I suppose I'd better drop back to the ship. You know, Ed. Security check.
1: Why do you have to do that here?
0: I I don't know, Mom. There's no good reason,
1: I guess. (laughs) Suppose we skip it tonight, huh? Well, good night, everybody. Oh, it's good to have you home, Johnny.
0: It's good to be home, Mom. sleep. No, no, I've... I've been thinking about what we were expecting. (laughs) Green-skinned Martians, all the time there was only Mom and Dad and and Edward waiting. That's funny what tricks your imagination can play on you. Well, I guess Mars
4: is heaven, Horace. You know, I've been thinking about Martians, too. Hmm? Captain, just suppose... suppose... There were Martians, and they saw us land. And suppose they thought of us as invaders. What would be the best weapon they could use against our atom bombs, huh? I don't see what you're getting at. They would want to disarm us first, huh? To wipe out all suspicion, to make us feel at home. Captain, suppose this house isn't real. Suppose the people are just images, stolen from our own memories by Martians, created for us by telepathy hypnotist. Oh, that's... that's the craziest theory I ever heard. Maybe that's why there was no one for me. Because in all my life, there is no happy memory. No real loved person. Not even my mother. I don't remember her. Uh, Only the piles of rotting corpses at Dachau. There was no happy emotion for these people to... recreate. How about that phone call? Anna? Yes, Anna. I didn't remember who she was, but I do now. I just remember. When I was freed from Dachau, sick, delirious... I raved about a wonderful, kind nurse named Anna that took care of me. Well, there you are. It's logical. She's coming to see you tomorrow. But there was no Anna. I'd been nursed by a man. What? Anna was only a dream. And there's only one way they could have learned about her. By reading my subconscious
0: mind. That's impossible, Horace.
4: Why? The whole crew was thinking of home. Suppose the Martians read our minds. Yes, but if, if there are Martians... If there are, they have us separated. Each man in a different house. Sleeping, trusting, no one at the guns.
0: I left my pistol downstairs. Do you think there's something to this, Horst? It's a perfect trap, Captain.
4: Who would suspect his own mother, his grandparents? How easy. Just a knife in the heart of each sleeping man.
0: That's impossible, Horst. But
4: we've we've got to get back to the ship. Listen. The crickets have stopped. Come on. We don't know when they change back to whatever they really are. All right, careful.
0: Where are you going, John? Ed. We uh, we wanted a drink of water, That That's all, Ed.
4: You're not thirsty, John. You don't want a drink. Look
0: out! You don't want a His drink. His face! It's changing! He's a Martian! Run, horse! Run! You can't get away, John. This way, horse! Horse! where are you? Ah! Hello? Hello? Can you hear me, Earth? this This is Captain John Black. The XR-53 calling for Mars. I've locked myself in the ship, but they've crippled it. I can't take off or fire the guns, and they're coming for me now. The Martians! I'm all alone here. All the rest are dead. Hinkston, Lustig, Dr. Horst. Poor Horst, he didn't even reach the door. Listen! Listen! They're trying to break through the hull. Edward and Mom and Dad and all the folks. But but they're changing now. They're, They're melting and changing back into... They're Martians. Can you understand? Martians, not men. They they make us think that Mars was heaven and we fell into the trap. Can you hear me, Earth? You've got to stop the next rocket. Listen, tell my brother Will. Tell my brother not to come. They'll trap him, too. They'll kill them all. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me, Earth? This is John Black on Mars. Hello, Earth? This is John Black on Mars. Hello, Earth? Hello, Earth?
4: Tonight, X-Minus-One has brought you the science fiction classic, Mars is Heaven, written by Ray Bradbury and adapted for radio by Ernest Canoy. Featured in the cast were Wendell Holmes as Captain Black and Peter Capel as Dr. Horst, with Bill Zuckert as Masters, Bill Lipton as Hingston, Margaret Berlin as the old lady, Bill Griffiths as Edward, Ken Williams as Lustig, Ethel Everett as Mom and Edwin Jerome as Dad. Your announcer Fred Collins. X One was directed by Fred Wayne is a transcribed NBC Radio Network production. X-1 X-1> minus X-1> one. X-1> one, one, one,
5: one. Wow, what a story. Mars is heaven. Terrifying tale by Ray Bradbury, May 8th, 1955, on X-1, and I hope you enjoyed That as Heard on NBC. It is time for Sarah Knight-Adamson. She's Hollywood 360's national movie critic, and each week she reviews a new film release. Sarah, take it away.
3: Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I will review the film Gran Turissimo, based on the true story. Here's the tale of a British teen whose excellent gaming skills with PlayStation's Gran Turismo landed him into a professional race car competition. Yes, teenager Jan Marlborough takes on quite a challenge with the help and guidance of Jack, played by Stranger Things' David Harbour. That's when the movie becomes inspiring. Jack guides the young, inexperienced driver to trust his instincts and believe in himself.
5: What is this? It's a contest. (laughs)
4: The best Gran Turismo players in, in the world get a chance to compete in professional racing. Dude, this is real.
3: The director is Neil Blumkamp from the science fiction hit movie District 9.
2: This whole thing is insane, but out of the couch surfing nerds that you sent
3: me, he is the best one. You made it. Yes! Welcome to
4: Team This End.
3: What's next? Major Leagues.
2: The other drivers are going to
4: hate you. Whoopie.
0: What is your problem? It's part of the game. It's called racing. If you miss a line in the game, you reset. You miss it on the track.
3: You could die. The bottom line. You know, whenever I see a movie with a genuine sense of caring and guiding children or teens, I'm usually all in. Yeah, the story is somewhat predictable, although the racing scenes are fun to watch. You can't help but root for Jan, as he's living the dream of a lifetime by actually competing in a race against race car adult drivers. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Be sure to check out the movie Grand Turismo, based on the true story. It's rated PG-13 and is streaming on Netflix. See you next week.
5: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right. In our next hour, it's a rip-roaring Western episode of The Adventures of Red Rider from 1942. But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan, is our lyricist for learning
6: the lyrics. And we are going back to the letter B. Can you think of a song whose uh, begins with the letter B?
5: B. Um, um that's okay. right that's the that's the beach boys yeah right? i didn't choose that one but no okay that'd be fun all right well all that's us uh well,
6: keep thinking about it
5: uh i don't want a pizza though right no you don't all right well that's uh <laughs> 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 so
6: it really doesn't matter after that all right we'll see you soon
4: it's time to rethink